Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm your host, Giuseppe Corallo, and today we've got a very special guest with us. Hi, Clinton. Hello. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. What about you? How's it going? I was having a great day, and then you scared me, and now my heart's still racing, but, you know, otherwise it's fine. Okay, now you have to explain to our listeners why I scared you. In which way did I scare you? <laughs> So to get ready for this, I was a few episodes behind. So Giuseppe was, was like, oh, yeah, we're doing season 19, episodes 11 and 12. So, you know, watch up. And so I spent like three hours watching Grey's Anatomy the other night. And then he shows up as like, all right. So we thought we would go back in the past and we're doing the season three episodes, the one where George's dad dies. And I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. And it's not even April Fool's anymore, Giuseppe. Rude. I know, I know, but I lost my opportunity to do an episode joke on you, so I decided to use this opportunity, you know. And uh, you know, Clinton, we—I I mean, I have been off for the past few weeks, so I mean, I kind of recorded the episode nine and episode ten, and but then I didn't have the chance to upload those episodes, and then there was this two-part event, so I decided to call you again. And ask to join to join me, you know, to talk about this two-part event. Because it had been a long time since Grey's Anatomy had had a two-part event, right? I think so. I don't remember the last time they had a two-parter. The one that comes to mind is the season six finale with the shooter, but surely there's been one since then. Yeah, I mean, the actually now that I'm thinking about it, the season 18 finale was a two-part. It was a, but you know, okay. that was like a two hour season finale. This is kind of different. This was advertised, advertised not as a two hour finale, but you know, as like a two part, two different Thursdays. So, you know, had been a while, it had been a while. And so today we're going to be talking about the episode 11 of Grey's Anatomy titled Training Day and episode 12 of Grey's Anatomy titled Pick Yourself Up. So the, Biggest event of this episode, I would say, was the return, once again, of the great Dr. Edison Montgomery. I love her so much. Like, whenever I see her, I'm so happy. And it's funny because I never finished private practice. Like, I didn't, I didn't love private practice, but when she's on Grey's, that version of her, I'm in love with. Oh, I completely agree with you, you know? I, I, I've always liked her character and in the past I've tried to get into private practice, but I don't know what, when I, when I arrive around the beginning of season three, I always, I always stop watching. I don't know what it is about those episodes. It's like, it's like, I feel I reach that point and I feel a fatigue and I don't go on. I feel like the premise of like a private practice doesn't have the same interesting stuff as like, you know, the traumas that come into a hospital. Like, I don't know, like it seems just a little too mundane and they try to make it cooler and they try to make it like higher stakes and stuff. You know, I'm not gonna give any spoilers on the show, but like, it's just it, the, the stakes weren't the same. Yeah, totally. And also they weren't interns. They were all really accomplished professionals at that point. And, you know, people like stories about people's firsts. And so having intern surgeons come in and they're learning everything for the first time like that's more interesting than seeing accomplished people do stuff yeah. at least to me yeah 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 that's true so speaking of these two 
to of this part two part event. Uh, in the first hour, Edison makes a special appearance at Great Sloan to welcome Bailey's new OBJNYN trainees. Maggie's lung transpo- transplant is derailed, and Nick bones with Lucas before today takes a shocking turn and by shocking turn we mean that Edison and pregnant Neuro hit by a car and then in the following mm-hmm. episode episode 12 the synopsis reads in the immediate aftermath of shocking events at the clinic the hospital goes on lockdown and the gray Sloan doctors split up to save multiple lives meanwhile Maggie lands not water with Winston and Julie's roommate makes a surprise appearance so as we said edison is back and she's part of a big storyline yeah and this episode it was so interesting i feel like because half the time i was like giggling you know it's so funny that they have you know jules's roommate who they're all just getting around and like you know like oh has so much fun i love this kind of stuff and then they have these devastating storylines that just like I was writing in my notes here and I was just like, you know, like who the heck protests a hospital? Like who, who does this? Like I get so angry and I know it's important to see because there's such, you know, especially in the States, like, you know, but everywhere, right? Like they happen in Canada, they happen in Italy, they happen everywhere that like these things happen in the world. And so it's important to see what like the doctors and the patients are going through so we can have these real world people with it so we can have empathy for them and it sucks that the only way we can have this empathy is when we have these personifications in film but it really does help and i just like it's it makes me so upset and so angry but also it's so important to sit and watch through it that i hope more people do yeah me too and i have to say the other day i was uh, i was on, on youtube and watching ways anatomy content and I came across this video of this woman who did a live reaction, not not a live reaction, but yeah, a live reaction on YouTube of on this episode of Grey's Anatomy. So basically, her entire channel, her entire YouTube channel is based about uh, spreading propaganda about being pro-life and pro-choice. And she started <sighs> mocking this episode and some lines. And I was shocked and I was so sad because you know, when you see things dramatized on television, you just think, you know, it's drama. This doesn't happen in real life. And of course, you do know that this happened in real life. You you do know that this affects real people, that this brings so much pain to real people. But, you know, seeing that video on YouTube, seeing that woman just criticizing everything, calling abortion martyr and all this horrible stuff, I was so mad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's it's beyond frustrating like it's aggravating and yeah i know what you're saying you're like like you know, you don't wish them harm but like you no. wish that they would have the empathy to understand other people and you wish that they would understand that abortion is healthcare. and yeah. also things that addison was saying where she's like you know most of the stuff she does is like prenatal care because that's big people are too terrified to do anything to help now yeah 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 and again i, I mean yeah yeah, you said it brilliantly, so I don't want to add anything more. And you know, and, and as, as I said, the first part of the episode ends with this big cliffhanger with this pregnant woman hit by a car and Edison being, I mean, we think she is in danger, but then we discover in the following episode that she wasn't really hit by the car. And yeah, I mean, we saw, I think when we saw it too, she didn't really get hit. Like the, the pregnant doctor did, yeah. obviously, she like rolled off the car. 
but Addison, it looked like she very much um, just kind of got sideswiped. Yeah, but can I be honest with you? I just thought mm -hmm. that was bad directing, you know? So I thought we were meant to think that Addison was in real peril because that episode ends with Betty saying, Addison, Addison, somebody call for help. So I just thought that it was shot in a bad way. And then I, you know. Yeah, I, actually, I would agree. And you know, that episode was also shot by Kim Raver, who plays Teddy on the show. So that was her directorial debut. Oh no, poor Kim. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's what I thought. And then we discovered in the following episode that actually Kim did, Kim Braver did a great job because, you know, Edison wasn't supposed to be, you know, that hard. So that kind of worked. And um, so maybe she did a good job. And it was just, I mean, even if, like, okay, if, if you saw people in front of you get hit, you're going to flock to your friend just because, like, you know, it happened so quickly, you're not going to get the same detail and the same shots that we did. So maybe from the people's angles, it looked like she got hit more severely than she did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, there is, there is confusion. You don't know what's going on. You get worried. You, you worry for the person who was near the car. So, yeah, absolutely. And so what I loved about the, the, the first part of the event was, as you said, there was some levity and there was also some drama. I mean, big drama. And there also was a signature Grace Anatomy moment. In any other show, I'm, I'm going to tell you what that moment was for me. In, an, in any other show, that moment would qualify for cringe moment. But in Grace Anatomy, I don't know what it is about this show. I mean, I know that it is this formula that they have. That moment didn't feel cringe, but it felt powerful. And I'm talking about, you know, when there is this pregnant, very pregnant woman who's giving birth in the worst possible condition. I mean, she's in a hospital, of course, but outside there are protesters uh, saying hor horrible things. And she's giving birth to her child and she's very distressed, in distress. And Betty comes up with the idea of singing The Lion's Lips Tonight. That would be so me. I would be the one that's like, okay, let's start singing a song. Like, I would just be like, shake it off, shake it off. Like, I would just break oh, into a song. That like, was good fun, right? I loved it. I loved that moment so much. I thought, yeah. And even when you could see Addison in the back room and then she hears them singing and then she kind of laughs and she's like, oh God, like that would also be my reaction. Like, I think I just, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I love that moment. And I loved also seeing Edison in the closet crying with Bailey, you know, that reminded me of the earlier season and the bond that they had. I have to say that I really love this friendship between Bailey and, and Edison. They have such amazing chemistry. I agree. I really love it. And it was cool. I don't know if you know, it's like just speaking of crying, like I felt like the elevator made a comeback. Like I feel like we hadn't seen many elevator scenes recently, unless I'm being silly. But, you know, seeing Joe cry in an elevator, I was like, oh, yeah, elevators are like another character in Grey's Anatomy, right? There's so many awkward encounters or interactions in elevators. Um, yeah. So I liked having that back. Yeah, I miss those moments as well. I mean, there are those kind of moments even in this area of era of the show, but there are fewer and fewer. So yeah, yeah, I really love that moment between Joy and Link. That moment actually happens at the end of episode 12, at the end of the two-part event, because Joe has had a terrible day as everybody else did had. And uh, speaking of episode 12, 
I don't know if you read it or, or I don't know if you noticed, but that episode was directed by Kevin McKeith. And basically the first act of- I did show, see that. I saw that because Alex Instagrammed it to his story. The, the, other, the other guest host you guys have decently often, he yeah. put it on there. Okay. He was, the, he was saying that he deserved uh, an Emmy for it. And I was like, did he, did he direct it? And it's funny because everyone knows I hate Owen and I have to tell myself, okay, the actor is not Owen. Okay, the actor <laughs> can deserve an Emmy, even if you think t uh, Owen doesn't. Yeah, of course, you hate Owen. No, but basically he directed that first act as one single take. One single Yes, I noticed it was like four and a half minutes long. Yeah, which was amazing because it added to the urgency of what was happening on the screen. There is this man, there is this woman who needs to be saved and everybody is rallying around her. Everybody is trying to save her and there is chaos and, you know, and, you know, that must have been so complicated to pull it off, to pull off. Just think that even if you make the tiniest, the tiniest mistake, you have to start all over again. So episode 12 was such a nice episode and I loved when they try these new things interacting and I have to say that Kevin McKeith is really a great director. He always brings such a different energy when he directs an episode, which is amazing. I mean, as you said, even if you hate Owen, you have to, you have to admit that he's a great director. Just for everyone else's sake, uh, we had some technical difficulties and I think it's because I said I hate Owen and Giuseppe just had to leave the Zoom call. Um, so <laughs> that's what just happened. That was but no, I agree. The urgency. There was a lot of urgency in that take, which I really loved. It made it feel stressful, but in a good way. It made me want to be them. Oh my God, Addison, when she got her shoulder put back in, I literally oh wrote here, I want to be Addison. Like, 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 okay, I want, obviously, if you need healthcare in a moment to prioritize yourself, but when you're Addison and you are the smartest person for that specific thing in the room and they need your help, the fact that she was like, just pop it in. I don't need anesthesia. I'll deal with myself later. I was just like, that's who I want to be. I want to be able to someone who can take the pain and can prioritize others in that moment when I'm the old, the best one to help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, also what I loved about these two episodes, you know, I, I have to say that, you know, as you know, I haven't been the biggest fan of season 19 because Ellen Popo left, because to me, Meredith grazed this show and blah, blah, blah. We all know that kind of stuff, so I don't want to bore you anymore. But I have to say that I think I loved these two episodes because they weren't heavily focused on the new interns, but Edison was at the center of it. And also they were such good medical episodes. You know, if I think about episode 12, it was not about who's hooking up with whom, but about a case. There was drama. There were eye stains. Mm -hmm. It was a surgery. I was invested in the in that patient's storyline. It was not about Winston and Maggie fighting. Yes, they were part of it, but that was not the main focus. I was not, the main focus was not Simone and Lucas. I mean, yes, they had a few moments together. The storyline, uh, the patient storyline in episode 11 kind of, it was a kind of mirror for what, what was happening between the two of them. But all of that was a little bit in the back burner because at the center of it was the drama happening. I mean, not the personal drama, but the professional drama happening at the hospital. And I think that is what makes these two episodes such great episodes, you know? I would agree. I really, it's interesting you say, oh, you know, it's centered around characters we knew, like it's centered around Addison. And it makes me think of like, for a second, I had this thought of like, is the show doomed that like, do we only care about the old characters? Because I wanted 
I care about the new characters. Like in my notes here too, like I had to watch 10, 11, and 12 back to back. And for episode 10, I wrote down just one little thing because I know we weren't covering it. And I was just like, it was good and it was fun and I loved it. Right. Like I love I don't know, these last three episodes are really, really good. I admit, like it like it they kept the stakes, it felt way too low for when Meredith left. Like I wanted the stakes to be higher emotionally. But yeah, these episodes were just really, really good. I think everything you said was great. I think even like there are some plot lines I really hate. Like I really hated the Owen and Teddy fighting. Like I was over it. And to see it be gone, I was like, thank you. Like, thank you. Or like I also really hate the Winston and Maggie fighting plot line and it, like you said it yep. wasn't the front front and center and what i also loved was that I, I wrote down they showed i felt like for the first time real human emotion for stressful situations like for the intern class like they showed one of the interns basically having a panic attack and being in shock after a very stressful violent situation yeah. and i felt like in other ones they just so they just show the surgeons like all right they're just doing it or they just cope or you know meredith drinks tequila and dances it out and then cries later like but to show someone have a human response, I thought was really, really good too. And I, I really loved it. Yeah, me too. And again, that storyline was like a, a, a little nice uh, piece of the puzzle. And, you know, I think when you say, is that you said before, is that you asked before you posed the question, you said, is the show doomed? I mean, I think in a way it is if he keeps focusing just on the new interns because they're great characters, they're great actors. So it's not about them, it's, but it's about this show is 19 years old. So at this point, it's too late in the game for us to care about this new batch of people. I mean, if they're a part of the main storytelling, yes, that's okay. But what I want to see is the people that I fell in love 19, 10, 15, 20, 20, 10 years ago. You know, I want to see what happens to them. That's the main point for me. But that makes me so sad though, because then to continue the show, like you need, you need to care about the new characters. So we have to have episodes and moments when we focus on them. But I just feel like, I feel like the first six episodes of the season were so good. Like they did such a good job introducing the new cast. And then we hit the mid-season finale and we had Meredith's goodbye and it just kind of tanked for a few episodes. And yeah, uh, every time we hit a low with Grey's Anatomy I'm always like is this it like because every show has that where they hit their low when they never really come back up and I'm like is this the low like do we not resurface from here yeah and then we do and we get a few breaths of air and then when are we going to fall beneath the surface again yeah yeah well we'll see what happens I have to say that right now I'm optimistic about the future I'm pumping is gonna come back for the finale and maybe she, I mean, now we're going to have a new showrunner for season. I mean, the Grey's Anatomy has been renewed for season 20. We're going to have a new showrunner, Meg Marinis. Uh, she's a great writer. I always, I've always liked her. the episodes penned by her. And I read that Ellen Pompeo might continue in season 20. So, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I feel like Ellen Pompeo is going to be someone who pops up twice a season, like once per half is my is my theory and then she'll just be when they finally have a series finale she'll be in the last two or three episodes back to back like that is my prediction that i'm putting out to the universe and i think she will always continue doing the voiceovers like i know she didn't do every single voiceover in the whole series but like she has the voiceovers at the beginning and end and i think she'll continue doing that yeah in order for me to 
be invested, I really need her to be more than two episodes per season. I really need her to be at least half season. I mean, that's enough. I don't, I don't think she's going to do it though. Cause she wants a break. Right. I know, but I don't want, I mean, I, okay. My dream, my dream is for season 20 to be the last season, the farewell season and to have, you know, even a limited 12 episode season, Ellen Pompeo being part of the entire season and that's it. Of course, this won't happen because otherwise they wouldn't have brought back, uh, they wouldn't have introduced the new interns. So of course, they want the show to keep going at least around season 25. So I think that's what's going to happen. Oh my God. It's going to be hard though because so many people are leaving. Like even Maggie's leaving. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I love Maggie's character. And I, to me, I was like, she just joined, but no, she joined in like what, season 10? Like, yeah, yeah. At the end of season 10. Yeah, she's been here for a long time. Yeah, she's been, uh, and you know, at this point, at this late in the game, every character that leaves uh, is uh, like a weight adding to, you know, to the longevity of the show. Because even, okay, even you hate Owen, but if Owen were to leave right now, it would hurt the show in a way because we have so many. I mean, we yeah, have he'd be like the cancerous part of the heart that you're getting rid of. Yeah, because it's like we have, but we, no, it's like we have few familiar faces and we need those faces. You know, since we have all this this new crop of interns and everything. So I agree that we need familiar faces. I agree with that. So two episodes, lots of storyline, lots of things happening. We'll be back in the next weeks to keep talking about Grey's Anatomy to and to see what's gonna happen in the future. But I, I wanted to read something to you. So it's an okay. from TV Line. Which I think was at the Pali Pali Fest. And these are Christopher's okay. words about Meredith Gray exit. So the journalist says, some writes, some viewers were surprised that Ellen Pompeo's send-off as a serious regular didn't feel like a real send-off. But that was by design, Vernoff explained. And now those are these are Vernoff, Christopher Vernoff, the showrunner's words. It wasn't a farewell episode. It was a leaving Seattle episode because we knew we were going to see Meredith again this season and more next season as well. So it was a different kind of farewell than some that we've done where it's like, that's the last you're ever going to see that person. We didn't want to do that. We wanted a sweet see you later kind of thing for Helen. And then we've still got a voiceover anchoring the show which I think has a much bigger impact than anyone is fully aware of. Maybe for that reason, I felt that the show has been pretty steady. So these are the showrunners. Like, I, I get that, that it was their intention. I just didn't like it because even with like, okay, when Karasik left, when Avery left, right? Like they all had like send-offs that were more emotional than Ellen's. And then they were back like, like when Karasik left, he was back like, season 18 episode like four or something like he was back just a couple of episodes later but like it it still signaled he was no longer a series regular and that's what i wanted for meredith it was a little more impact yeah no no i agree with you but that's you know i, I don't know if i said this before but Grey's anatomy i i just want to keep loving him i eat you know i want to keep loving Grey's anatomy mm -hmm. and so sometimes i I, I, I tend to believe these excuses. So Grey's Anatomy is that kind of show that I keep watching because I really, I always, I, I always stop, you know, it's, it will get better. It's a love that mm -hmm. I cannot let go of. 
that's the truth. That's mm -hmm. the truth here. So Clinton, what was your favorite scene or quote from the episode? Okay, so I have, there's two episodes, so I have two favorite quotes, and they're each from the first episode, episode 11. Okay. Um, something I did want to mention was I did love that they showed two women, one woman getting an abortion, one woman having her baby, and both being impossibly happy and happy for their friend who made a different decision. Yeah. And just that, like, you know, choosing what's best for you is, I think, what the whole, I mean, it's called pro-choice for a reason. It's what the whole thing is about. So I love that. But my, my two favorite quotes, there was one quote where uh, one of the new interns, I think Yoshida is her name, uh, was talking to the pregnant doctor before she got hit by a car uh, because she was talking about she was going to resign. And she said, that makes one less doctor who's yeah. made it their mission oh, yes, to help. Yeah. And then they yeah, yes, Okay, Yoshida, yeah. Yeah, Yoshida, sorry, yeah. So yeah, so that makes one less doctor who's made it their mission in life to help, and then they win. I really, really loved that. Yeah, like, yeah, you, I, I, I couldn't fault her for the mistake she made. I thought that was... I would have been excited too. You thought you're safe. Like, I get it. And then the other one was Bailey's quote. I can't remember if we've heard it before, the story of why she named it after her mom. But when her mom had said, I know her enough to know she's struggling. And if we can help someone else going through a tough time, we should. Those, mm -hmm. I think, are words to live by. Yeah. that's an And that's what I try to do in my life. So I really love that. How about yeah. you? I think, yeah, I'm going to go with for the first for the episode 11 i think it was the lion's lips tonight scene it was so tender <laughs> to see the, all these people showing up for that woman and and be so so supportive and for episode 12 i think it was yeah the first act i think it was great as i said great there was a great yeah direction so i really loved it okay so clinton thank you so much for being with us with me again thank you for having me even though i made fun of your favorite character even if you hate Owen. No, no, it's not like you hate Owen and I love Owen. I just feel like Owen is a complicated character full of gray areas. But this is what this show is about. And it's supposed to be about flawed people, about humans, you know? I would still love if we did an entire episode where it's just the Owen debate. And it's just you and me. We have to prep for weeks ahead of time. And we just decide uh, in, in we that episode, finally. Clinton, when we retire, then we will have time to get ready for to, to record <laughs> the episode. Okay, so people, that's our show. Uh, uh, thank you so much for being with us. And if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, review, and tell your friends. Our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at Densila Pod and on, on Instagram at Densila Grey's Anatomy. Until next time, I'm Giuseppe. And, and I'm Clinton. Yes, and it's Clinton, and this is Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. Thank you.